This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is presented by Hummel Casino. Fun above all else. Had plenty of reasons and occasions to criticize A.J. Preller. I don't think this is one of them. Woods and I continue talking about it during the break. I think you're right. I think I'm just mad that we didn't, obviously we didn't make the playoffs. One could see those guys uh, in, in some big games. So it does feel a little bit kind of all for naught, right? They're, they're, they're going to walk away. They're going to get a big sure. fat raise. And if you do, if you do extend them, uh, if you do pick up the option, that's a lot of money. So we know that for Waka especially. And then Lugo's going to get a nice raise as well. So you got to pay him more for that. Um, but I, at the end of the day, you're right. We're still going to need, if we made the playoffs and they're rolling through the playoffs or whatever, they're still going to probably opt out of next year, and you're still going to need to fill those those holes. But ultimately, the, the Padres signed two really good pitchers on very team friendly, what turned out to be one year deals. Now, it could have been something else because with all the options and everything, but ultimately, they're going to end up being really team friendly one year deals in which both of them outperform their salaries. I, I would say at least double what they yeah. were paid. Yeah, so they, I, think, I guess you have to look so at that. You say in, good in, deal. In that sense, those are really good deals that A.J. Preller signed. And just because you're not guaranteed to get them back or you'd have to pay them again, that is irrelevant. They got really good performance for a really good price for two pitchers yep. this year. That's a win for a general manager right there. Well, now you have to do it again. You have to yeah. do you have to do it again. That's if, the job. If it's AJ, yeah, you got to do it again. You got to find find guys that are going to fill those those slots in the rotation. You got to replace the Cy Young winner Blake Snell. Um, yeah, it's GM's going to have to do some GMing uh, here very shortly. Yeah, it's, an e- it's an easier job if you sign a guy to a, a friendly long term deal and then he performs great every yeah, year, like the Braves do. Yeah, that makes yeah. it really easy. Then you don't really have to cool. worry. About, but what are they doing over there? In what the hell are they? Doing? Doesn't make it What's a bad deal here? when you sign a guy to a one year contract and they absolutely kill it. It just makes it harder to re-sign them the next year. But that's still a good deal for the Padres. Both of those players and I'll even argue Nick Martinez falls in that category as well. Finding him from Japan and bringing him over was a very good deal for the Padres. Um, and even though now they have to make some tougher decisions about that, well, that's that's part of the game and you got to make right decisions. Maybe it is the right decision to pick up Michael Waka's option. Maybe it's not. You may pick up that option and for $32 million and he's got more shoulder fatigue and he, he steps back. He's got a five ERA next year and only makes, you know, 17 starts. And you're going, well, why are we paying him so much money? Or you could be pretty happy with $16 million and he goes out again and, you know, makes 28 starts and wins 13 games and has a, you know, 380 ERA. And you're going, that's worth $16 million. And that's the, that's the job. That's the gig. And you got to assess what you project these players will do over the next couple of years. But this last year, good job, AJ. You yeah, signed really, two really good pitchers on really team-friendly deals uh, for this one year. Can't imagine where we would have been without those guys this year, both of them, and obviously Blake Snell as well. Just phenomenal years uh, from the three of them. I was reading uh, Kevin Acey's daily newsletter. talked about Lugo. Uh, made an extra two hundred and fifty grand last night by making his 26th start, and that was the fifth incentive that he met this year in his contract, That's which amazing. got him another $1.25 million 
added on to the base of uh, $7.5 million. I do love incentive-laden contracts. And I know you know you see every now and then, man, they should pay all these guys the same and you know, make them earn their money. Make I, like fifty grand a year. Yeah, yeah, and then for every hit, every yeah. home run. <laughs> it would be it'd be a weird way to do it, certainly. But I certainly, man, as somebody that's also under contract, you throw incentives in there that I have a, a realistic chance of hitting, yeah. It makes me really excited to come to work every day. I love the incentive. I love the bonus, things like that. Those are great. Those are great to have. But um yeah, I think you know, to replace those guys is going to be a tall order uh, next year, Ben. Oh, for, for less I money. I mean, huge, especially given the scarcity of pitching on the market uh, and the fact that your prospects in the system don't look like they're ready to come and contribute, at least at the start of 2024, or yep. be counted on for a significant number of innings next year. Yeah, for sure. You know, even if you do get some graduating prospects, my guess is they'll be second half of the year and on an innings limit given their their age and experience level. So, yeah, you get a, you know, you need a veteran arm somewhere in, you know, in your rotation next year and you won't have a ton of money if you are lowering payroll as we talked about earlier this week. You won't have a ton of money to spend on that veteran arm. That's going to be a tough one for AJ this It really season. is. I mean, right now under contract Joe Musgrove and you Darvish, uh both health, you know, issues right now uh kind of up in the air. We'll see. What happens if they're back and ready to go for opening day? Uh, but yeah, I mean, you did not have a good good season, battling through a lot of injuries too, and of course we extended him in the off season as well. So it's just you know it's uh, there's a lot left up in the air about 2024. Need a qu- uh, contestant here for take on Woods eight three three two eight eight zero ninety seven three. You can join us and try to qualify for a trip to Las Vegas coming up in our musical trivia game in a couple of minutes. Uh, as we mentioned, the Braves rallied from six nothing down to beat the Cubs and keep the Padres from being eliminated yesterday. But some of the other uh, results I, I thought were interesting. When we talked to Jake Mintz yesterday from Cespedes Family Barbecue, he goes, all right, we're finally seeing some separation in the AL West. Well, it tightened up again yesterday with the Rangers losing and the Mariners beating the Astros. Now, Rangers still have a two-and-a-half game lead with uh, you know just a few days remaining, so that's they're still pretty comfortably in. But the Mariners now are just a half game behind the Astros, and they play one more game tonight. To decide that series, whoever wins it will have the you know the upper hand going into the final weekend of the season Ooh. for the final playoff spot in the American League. Got to be Big one game. of the biggest games of the year tonight in Seattle. Framber Valdez versus Bryce Miller. Now, yeah, good good matchup. matchup tonight in that one. Uh, you also had the Reds beat the Guardians, so they're still in it. Two more, one more Reds win. Two more Reds wins would eliminate the Padres, I think, at this point. Yeah, two more Reds wins also eliminates the Padres. Not that it will come to that. It That would likely be far down the road. Uh, and you saw the uh, Cardinals beat the Brewers 4-1, to but the Brewers clinched the National League Central when the Cubs lost. So they did the whole thing like the Padres did last yeah, year. Yeah, remember it well. Where they lost the game, but then popped the champagne corks when they got the result out of town that they were looking for and yep. had their celebration uh, to celebrate the NL Central. Uh, Cardinals announcing also that Adam Wainwright will not pitch again this season, so his pitching career is done. He may hit. Have that that thought that he may go into a game as a designated hitter. Uh, I think they said if the Reds are out of it, they play the Reds the last weekend, and they're not 
competing for a playoff spot, they may consider throwing Wayno in there to hit. But if, yeah, if the so. games mean something, they're not going to start Adam Wainwright as designated hitter. That I, would be unfair to the the other teams competing for I, the playoffs. I think that's the right move too. I, I think yeah. I mean you. You could get him like one AB, right? If if the Reds are still in it, you could get him one AB, right? One wouldn't hurt. I mean, it might. It could decide a game that decides a playoff a spot. <laughs> no, I mean he strikes out, strikes in, a out. Big, in a big uh. spot when you could have had a real, actual hitter up in that. I, if I'm the, if I'm like the Cubs and I need the Reds to lose that game, or I'm the Diamondbacks and I need the Reds to lose that game. And, you know, the Cardinals are down one in the ninth inning, well, you, bases loaded, and they got Adam Wainwright up instead of someone who actually you lead is used off. to hitting. You lead him off, let him get the ovation, let him do his thing, and then he walks off the field and he's done. You're fine. You're fine. Don't make a big deal out I, of it. I mean, the Reds will likely be eliminated before the last day of the season. Well, you keep saying that. But, yeah. Well, know. so I keep saying the Padres will likely yeah. be eliminated any minute now, and they still are... Hanging on by a thread. So, uh, Padres and Giants wrap up their series tonight. Uh, it's another night game, not a day game, 645. Matt Waldron, see if he can uh, back it up Stay with another hot. good start on the mound tonight against Sean Manaya, old oh, friend alert nice. in the series finale. All right, I'll look at everybody calling in, wanting to play the game this morning. So, let's get to it. It is time for Take on Woods. It's time for Take on Woods. 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 Love all the uh, the eager tier ones trying to get in, but we're going to go with a first timer today. Will, you are it. You are our contestant for Take on Woods. Good morning to you. Hey, morning, guys. How's it going? Now we're good. All right, Woods has left the studio. You get the first crack at our five questions of musical trivia. And then if you beat or tie Woods, you will qualify. For our grand prize drawing coming up, I think, at the end of this week. Two-night stay at the Westgate Las Vegas Resort and Casino. Private VIP pot at the Westgate Superbook. And a $250 food and beverage credit while you are there. And you get to pick our category today, Will. Uh, we've got One Door Closes still there. That's the about Jim Morrison and the Doors. End It All. Five songs that end with the word it. And ladies and more ladies, uh, all songs and answers featuring ladies in the answer. So, one door closes, end it all, ladies and more ladies. What would you like, Will? I'll do the uh, the one door closes. Oh, all right, uh, this one again about Jim Morrison and the Doors. Makes one thing a little bit easier. On the two-second song, you don't need to give me the band. You know the band, you just need to give me which song it is. Uh, you could get that one. We'll do the other four questions. Pass if you don't know one. We can come back to it if there's time left on the clock. I think you know how to play, Will, so you ready to go? Yeah, ready to go. All right, 60 seconds on the clock. Category in the show. I'll ask Jim Morrison to change the lyrics to which song because of possible drug connotations. Incorrect. Although it wasn't a hit right away, which lead track from The Doors' debut album with a legendary bass line became a signature staple for the band? No, you you broke up there. What was the answer? Incorrect. In which hit song does Jim Morrison rearrange the letters of his name into the anagram Mr. Mojo Risen? After honing their craft at a club called London Fog, the Doors became the house band at which famous venue on the Sunset Strip named after a French discotheque. 
Oh, time is up. You did get the uh, first one, but I think that's all he got. Hello, I love you. The other answers, uh, Light My Fire was the Ed Sullivan show. Girl, we couldn't get much higher. They wanted to change that lyric, but he wouldn't. Break On Through is the uh, one with the bass line to the other side. L.A. Woman is Mr. Mojo Rising. And the uh, the club is the Whiskey A Go-Go. So we'll see. I don't know how much Woods... I'm, he probably knows quite a bit about the Doors, honestly. One. Are you kidding me? Five for five. He doesn't get the category, but that should become fairly apparent. All right. Uh, Will's score is locked in. <clears throat> Woods' headphones are on. Reset the 60 seconds. Here we go. Your time begins when Paul plays the music. Good luck, Woods. Let's take on Will. Hello, I love you. The Doors. Correct. Recounted in the 1991 movie by Oliver Stone, producers from the Ed Sullivan Show asked Jim Morrison to change the lyrics to which song because of possible drug connotations. Light My Fire. Correct. Although it wasn't a hit right away, which lead track from The Doors' debut album with a legendary bass line became a signature staple for the band. Uh... Break on through. Correct. In which hit song does Jim Morrison rearrange the letters of his name into the anagram? LA Woman. Correct. After honing their craft to the club called London Fog, the Doors became the house band at which famous venue on the... A go-go. Correct. Five for five. You know your Doors. You blew the Doors off of Will. More than almost any other In the category One Door Closes today. That's one of my favorite categories we've ever had. (laughs) This is like fish in a barrel. I was like, ah, we'll see how he does. Guaranteed five for five. Murdered it. I learned a lot. I learned about the Whiskey A Go-Go. I learned Mr. Mojo Rising was an anagram of Jim Morrison. Didn't know that one either. What a song that is, L.A. Woman. Oh, my God. My dad's favorite song. All of of those songs. Yeah, they're, they're... I love that band. They get a lot of grief but they uh they were incredible and morrison was just one of the most interesting interesting fascinating drunkards of all time and uh yeah probably my first musical hero <laughs> led me down a very dark path for many years but and uh, you look, do you do enjoy a rebel yeah years later <laughs> i end up going five for five someone who doesn't like to conform to what's always expected of him from society yet will also conform a lot and gets nervous when i don't conform I mean, that's true yeah that's very weird it's uh the duality of man ben great right. category uh, thank you. We'll get uh, to Don't Do This coming up next. Um, I can't believe we're doing this again. We just said yesterday. We just said yesterday. Now, it wasn't the same name, but it's the same ballpark. Good Lord. Stop this. Doing? Stop this. And I got a great do-do this I do, too. That's the thing, though. Mine's better. All right. We'll do better. yours. Mine's dirty. I'll so. keep mine as a backup. Keep yours as a backup. Mine's dirty which means it's better. All right, fair enough. Right. Uh, we'll get to that coming up next with Ben and Woods on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Check traffic right now with Kelly. Don't do this. It's time for Don't do this. What were you thinking? Three stories from the world of sports that make us all shake our heads. Why? <laughs> How many times do I have to tell you? I'm sorry, I fudged up, guys. You idiot. You moron. You dumbass. The apple sometimes does far fall from the tree. Don't do this. Do not tweet that. With Ben and Woods. I like a Nickelback song or two. On 97.3 The Fan. 
Don't forget Saturday mornings at 6 a.m. here on 97.3 The Fan. You can tune in to kick off with Boomer and Valenti. Boomer Esiason, Mike Valenti. It is presented nationally by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos, brought to you by those who drink it. And by Lowe's. Lowe's knows home improvement. Woods knows don't do this. Oh, very much so. Can we get us started today? Well, you know, we talked about it yesterday. We talked about Antonio Brown invoking the name that you never want to ever invoke. Uh, and when he called... Pittsburgh Steelers offensive coordinator Matt Canada. He called him Hitler Canada. And, uh, yeah, just not good. It's just never a good thing. And then yesterday I'm at home in the middle of the day. I texted you guys this immediately. I'm doing some prep for the show, and I saw this. Ohio high school coach resigns after team's Nazi play call. So uh, they were playing a game in Brooklyn, Ohio. I had no idea there was a Brooklyn, Ohio. Uh, they were playing against uh, Beachwood High School. It's a Cleveland suburb. It's roughly 90% Jewish, by the way. And Brooklyn team uh, was constantly throughout the first half of the game yelling, Nazi, Nazi, Nazi. Do not save that, Paul. Uh, and he's they're screaming it at, as like a play call or, you know. With, you know Red, like, 36. Yeah, yeah, Red, right. 36. Except they used Nazi. And some of the players mm. went over to their side and they're like, hey, this, is, this isn't this is not great. okay. This isn't okay right now. And uh, so I guess the coaches met, and they're like, okay, fine, we'll stop using it in the second half. But the damage had already been done. Um, The head coach of Brooklyn uh, was a guy by the name of Tim McFarland, and uh, he has resigned. He has now resigned, handed in his resignation on Monday morning. He said he expresses his deepest regret, and uh, he and the school apologize for hurtful and harmful speech. Uh, that will not be tolerated here. So yeah, that will that will get you out of a job. I he wouldn't so. have resigned if uh, this was something that the kids all did on their own without his knowledge, right? Well, he was yelling it as well. Yeah, he was as the coach yelling. I mean, glad they stopped doing it at halftime. Certainly glad he apologized. But where is the thought process that right. went into the play call at the think? beginning? Yeah, what you how did you think gonna that happen? was going to go? You idiot! It's just like. Are we being clever? What is going on that they think is happening here? The severe lack of common sense sometimes is what really, really, uh, it confounds me. That's a confounding thing. You can't, you have to know that's not cool to say, even if the other school wasn't 90% Jewish, and they are. Speaking of confounding, my don't do this story comes to you from the Queens, New York, where the New York Mets play at City Field. They did not play over the weekend. They were on the road. But like like our tropical storm that moved in, they had one. Ophelia, the remnants of Ophelia, passed through New York over the weekend. And for some reason, the grounds crew at City Field forgot to put the tarp out uh, on Saturday, the first day of the rain. And then they eventually put it out, but so much water has already gotten onto the field and under the tarp that by the time they pulled it off yesterday for their first home game against the Marlins, the field was a mess. That's, it was unplayable. That's unbelievable, And man. they ended up, for you know safety reasons, postponing the game and scheduling a doubleheader. Well, uh, Ken Rosenthal wrote about it in The Athletic, the headline, Marlins fighting for playoff spot, furious game versus the Mets postponed because... Ooh. This really puts the Marlins in a tough spot. They're six games above five they They're half a game out of a playoff spot. So they really need, they're thinking we need 5-1, and 6-0 and to make the playoffs. But by making today's game into a doubleheader when it didn't have to be, it didn't rain yesterday, they could have played it, but the field was not taken care of properly. 
So now they're they're throwing Braxton Garrett in the first game of the doubleheader today and a bullpen game in the second game. And then if they get to Sunday and they're still in it, they're already down a couple of pitchers with uh, Alcantara is hurt and uh, someone else is on the injured list as well. The Brad Garrett was supposed to pitch Tuesday and Sunday. Now he'll have to either go on three days rest or they'll Damn, have to do another dude. bullpen game. I'm sure our friend Skip Schumacher is hot, fuming. Yeah, it's like yeah. You, obviously, if it rains, there's nothing we can do about it. We can't right. play. Yeah, you can't. I mean, it but, is what it is. But when it rains on Saturday, you feel like well, we should be able to play on Tuesday. Ooh. But they were unable to play. They're getting the field yeah. ready for a doubleheader today. But now it just adds to the degree of difficulty for the Miami Marlins in these last six games of the season. That's about as sketch as it gets. There's no good reason. There's no good reason behind why they wouldn't handle their business in New York. I know that they're out of it, but that's that's pretty low. That's pretty low, even for the Mets, my friend. Uh, and I got a great, great doo-doo this for you. D.D. Mega Doo-Doo. Brandon uh, Godin, is that how you say his name? He is the uh, broadcaster for, I believe, the Atlanta Braves, and uh, he announced this pitching change Last night, too, uh, it was one of the more clever, uh, clever announcements you've ever heard. So the Braves will go from Johnson to Hand, and the batter will be Master Boney. That's probably a good thing. Jeff Francoeur is in the other booth. He would have sniggled like I just did when I heard it <laughs> as well. The only thing that even could, I can, <laughs> yeah, yeah even I can. the only thing that would have made it better is that if it was former Braves manager making the pitching change, Bobby Cox would have been great. Bobby Cox out. To so the Braves will go from Johnson to Hand, and the batter will be Master Boney. That's Master probably Boney. a good thing. Jeff Francoeur is in the other booth. Master Boney, by the way, you think that guy ever wore it when he was a kid, when he was a little guy? You know, I, I'm sure he did. I saw someone point out as well. I promise that, you, he did. I guarantee. You. I think I saw a tweet. Even two Cy Youngs will not make up for the fact that Blake Snell was called Blake Smell. Yes. Growing up as a, as a child. I mean, There's we no never doubt. asked him about that. How many times do you think he was teased about being Blake Snell? I would like to, to ask him, but we don't ever talk to him anymore. It's been 700 days since we've talked to our pal Blake Snell. Uh, wasn't it during the... Was it... I remember vividly doing a Zoom with him on my bed. Then he sang a song for us, but I think was that, that was... the first time we had him on. Yeah. It's been a while. I would love to ask him. Blake Snell. You know it happened. Do you have any? Did they, have I asked you this? Do you have any nicknames? Not really. I didn't really either. Higgy. I mean, yeah, Higgy. That's what good. Mark Loretta calls me. And Mud Grant calls you Higgy. Yeah, yeah. Mud calls me that too. <laughs> Do you ever have any? Rindle the Schmindle? Is that? No. It's not even a word. <laughs> Polly. Polly. Yeah. yeah. Woodsy. I mean, but no, like, oh look, it's you know Booger Rindle or anything. <laughs> like nobody. There was nothing that you know they could make fun ben of. Ben the Hen. Yeah, yeah, stuff like that. Nothing. I've probably heard that once or twice. Bend yeah. the hand? Yeah. It's weak. It's weak. It's absolutely weak. Yeah. You just look at him and go, good one. Walk away. There was a um, <laughs> there was an, uh, joint, an aching cream that was... That oh, was, Ben Gay. Yeah. yeah ben you got Gay. that sometimes. Kids are so mean. They are so mean. They'll try to come up with anything. I'm My son, he goes by Bo, but his real first name is Lauren, named after uh, my late father-in-law, Lauren Nancaro, who's his birthday today. Happy heavenly birthday. Um, but when kids find out that it's Lauren, he's going to get teased. That's why I begged my wife, let's go Bo Lauren. She said, no, it's got to be Lauren Bo. I said, we should just do Bo Lauren. No one will ever know his middle name because the first day of school, Lauren, Lauren. 
to me, I go, my Bo, like he's gonna have to do this Every for the rest of his life. Class. Yeah, and yeah. I just said, I go, baby, I, I was teased mercilessly. You know, we all were when we were kids. Like, let's not let's not give them, you know, the first strike. Let's let them. You know, he's got to earn it. But so it's fine. Uh, Master Boney, though, is one of my favorite That names. is a good one. Yeah. So the Braves will go from Johnson to Hand, and the batter will be Master Boney. <laughs> Jeff Francoeur would have sniggled. I love it. I think it's That's probably good. a good thing Jeff Francoeur is in the other booth. <laughs> Johnson to Hand. Tech- the Braves went, Bra- went from Hand to Johnson, and Master Boney is in, in the box. In the box. That's Don't and Do Do This for a Wednesday. That was Don't Do This with Ben and Woods on 97.3 The Fan. All right, we're going to a parts unknown, hopefully next. Uh, Adam Jones, the five-time All-Star, will uh, join us. I'll talk a little bit about the legacy of Brooks Robinson, who passed away, Orioles legend, and uh, someone Adam got to know really well as part of the Orioles family. Uh, That and more next on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Jones coming up momentarily. This hour on the fan brought to you by BalancePro.org. Are you worried you're going to lose your home? The Balance Foreclosure Prevention Team can help provide assistance and info to guide you to avoid default and foreclosure. Call to schedule an appointment at 1-888-456-2227 or visit BalancePro.org. All right, uh, it looks like Paul is setting up AJ from uh, Places Far Flung. We will get to Adam Jones right after this check of traffic on 97.3 The Fan. Well, you know, I'm jealous because, uh, as I understand it, tomorrow Adam Jones will be heading to Italy for the Ryder Cup, which begins Friday with the uh, first of the foursome and four-ball matches. But for now, he still joins us from Barcelona, Spain, on our premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. AJ, good morning. Uh, good afternoon. Good morning. Yeah. It depends on how you're doing. I've yeah. already had my morning coffee, got <laughs> round of golf, and, uh, you know, it's a, it's a very beautiful day out here. Uh, Ryder Cup. You've never been. You've never been to one, or have you? Hell no, I never been to a Ryder Cup. <laughs> I get to do like I'm retired now. I get to do all the cool things, man. And you're doing it, like, too. It's, it's, soccer it's matches. The thing is, yeah, you, right. You're retired, young. You got a little bit of scratch. Like, yeah, it's 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 pretty solid. Don't you remember all those times he left a team in the you know, late in the season to leave for the Ryder Cup? I've got to go to the Ryder Cup. September. Well, he's been <laughs> ran a pennant race, Adam. He's been retired for, well, I guess he's only been retired officially like now for a couple weeks. So, yeah, good for you. One week, less than a week. Way to live it up, man. I'm I'm very jealous as it's well. It's so fun to have Adam on every week for the last year yeah. and a half and just see all the cool places he's been. You going to Oktoberfest again? Oh, my in God. A couple weeks? Yes, he did that too. Remember he called uh, us from Oktoberfest. Uh, hammered. Hey, hammered, and I'm I'm missing it. I'm missing it by a day because I'm gonna go to Milwaukee to watch the the Brewers. I don't know who they're gonna face, either the Cubs or the Diamondbacks or the Reds, whoever they're gonna face. The Padres, uh, not Padres eliminated. Eliminated. Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. Not eliminated yet. Hey, hey man. Hey, again, it's hurt. The, I- Get into the stuff that happened with the Padres, but I, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you about your relationship with now the late, great Brooks Robinson, who is um, the gold standard third baseman. Ben and I were talking about it earlier, AJ. We're both 48, can vividly remember our dad's 
sitting us down and showing us Brooks Robinson highlights and and letting us know that's how you do it. That's how you play third base. I mean, there's nothing you can say about the man. I mean, it, it's just it's just pure. Just pure awesomeness. He was just a great, great individual um, to his dying day. And he was an Oriole, bled it, you know. And he said it early in the, he said it in his Hall of Fame speech that, you know, a city that he's not from, they adopted him well. And that's what sports do. You know, they, they, they bring people together. Again, I'm not from uh, Baltimore. I'm from San Diego. You know, I represent San Diego. I want some tacos right now. Um, but, you know, Baltimore is my adopted place because of the sports and the community so you know and he taught me that i embrace it uh live your life you only get one and the cool part is you know you guys got to talk to manny you know also because just the impact that he had on him at a very young age and brooks just coming in being around obviously he was you know 10 11 years ago and he was a lot younger uh he was around a tad bit more and just his just just the aura that he had when he was in the ballpark and, you know, you just, oof, it's just, he was just that, he just, just that kind of guy. But then it's, at the end of the day, he'll sign 400 things for you. And, like, he would do anything for you. And, you know, baseball, baseball lost a very, good, a very good guy, and he was the president of uh, the MLBPA for years. Uh, I don't know how many emails he responded to, honestly. I mean, <laughs> I can possibly tell you. Definitely not, definitely not staying current upon what's going on. Um, but he, he just was always involved with baseball and all the early things that you hear about with the Marvin Miller, with bat, with all these programs, he is at the forefront of everything. And, you know, his, le- his legacy is bigger than the field. 18-time All-Star. Hard, it's hard to say. Yeah, 1964 <laughs> AL MVP, two-time World Series champ. Uh, 1970 World Series MVP. They said he made so many incredible plays that it, World it's, Series. It's ungodly, man. Johnny Bench said... Uh, tweeted something yesterday about how he was 0 for 4 uh, just because of Brooks Robinson in one game. Nicknamed the vacuum cleaner. Incredible. Sucked everything up at third base. Incredible, man. Uh, So, I mean, just for perspective, obviously, like in San Diego, Tony Gwynn's Mr. San Diego. In Baltimore, between him and Cal Ripken, how do they like, who's the... How do they divvy it up? How do they kind of divvy it up? It's different. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a lot different. I mean, you're talking two com- two completely different generations. Um, and it, what the, I think the cool part about it is uh, the the guys, the people that are older and that was able to watch Brooks get to got to teach and you know got to watch it with their kids, and then they got to go into flow into Brooks, into Palmer, into Eddie, into Cal, and and then like they got really sad for a few years. <laughs> And then into Marcakis, no B Rob, Marcakis, myself, Machado, and then and then now you have another flow. So, you know, the Orioles tradition is 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 pretty huge, man. And Brooks is is at the forefront of it. You know, when they when the Orioles came from St. Louis in the early fifties, you know, it was a young Brooks who was one of their early stars and he just made that franchise and that that, that bird, he made that made it famous and don't hit the ball to him. And again, you get to watch uh, a guy very similar. And you know, when you watch the highlights of Brooks, he just—it it looks effortless. Like yep. he's just having fun out there, just like a backyard. And the guy you get to see every day does the exact same thing. It's like he rolls out of bed, just give him his glove, and he got it. And sometimes you don't even need it. 
Yeah, hundred percent. The bare hand plays that that Manny makes too when he charges is it's staggering. I mean, we are we've taken it for granted. I know I have. I'm, I'm so used to missed it this month. Yeah, we missed he hasn't it. Getting to play in the field because of his elbow. Missed it bad this month. Watching him play play third is is a revelation. You know, uh, talking to Adam Jones here on Ben and Woods this morning. So I'm sure you saw all the hubbub. Uh, from a couple nights ago, Josh Hader's comments after the game. We spent a little time on it yesterday. I'm over it, you know, at this point. It, it kind of is what it is. Um, but I thought it was a nice statement by Lugo last night to go out and throw 123 pitches, uh, really leave it out there on the mound. Can you tell us kind of what maybe was going through Josh Hader's head from a player, former player per, uh, perspective? Um, I, b- I believe he said that, why am I going to go out for a four out, four out save? Yeah. I believe. Um, and you know, again, it's, it is, I wouldn't like it because we're not mathematically out of it. Sure. You know what I mean? I always, again, when you, once you're mathematically out of it, I think some decisions can be altered. You know, like when you're mathematically out of it, some guys are going to lose playing time to younger guys. See yeah. what they got. It's Makes sense. Things work. But I think until you're mathematically out of it, everything is a go. Um, that's why it's like I was bullish with Manny about like his elbow is bothering him, but you're not mathematically out of it, and then you're in the midst of a you know eight nine game winning streak, and it's like, well, can they reel off a thirteen one real quick to make it real spicy? Like, it's just you know, there's so many things I wouldn't have liked it. Um, I understand it at the same time because I mean, with a one percent chance to make it, it's bleak. So I mean, I, I would understand it I, as a player, like me fighting my ass off and my hips hurting, my back is killing me, my, my wrist is probably sore, a few fingers is, is uh, twisted the other way, I wouldn't be too happy. Talking to Adam Jones, five-time All-Star with us here on Ben and Woods. Uh, another report uh, this week from The Athletic, the widespread speculation that Bob Melvin either going to leave the organization voluntarily or be fired. Now, Bob told us I, he's not a quitter. He's got a year left on his deal. He told Tony Gwynn Jr. He asked him, like, where is this coming from that I'm going to yeah. resign? Because well, it was in an article. So. I'm, not, I'm not planning on it, but there is talk that he could be out. Knowing knowing what we know, Adam, you know, as well-respected as he is in baseball and well-respected as I, I believe he is in that Padres clubhouse, what do you think would be the reaction of a team when a manager that they they like? I mean, everyone knows managers get fired, but... Oftentimes it's because you know, they've lost the clubhouse, things aren't going well. When a manager like everyone goes, no, we want, we want this guy here. Why are you getting rid of him? Is that what, – what would be the reaction in a clubhouse like that? Um, it, it, you know, it, it's it, – Bob is – he's not young. You know, he's, he's not old, but he's not young. I think he's in his early 60s now. <laughs> and, you know – it, it, I, I always learn from Jim Tomei. Sometimes it's your time. Um, I think he still has years left to manage just because he is just a baseball aficionado. Everybody that I've ever been around, I had him when, in my very first spring training. I had him there. And then he's just treated me like I was one of the guys and just told me to work my ass off. Um, he also has a, you know, if if they if they fire him and keep keep paying them for next year, hit the golf course up a lot, and take you five. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe go to a golf tournament or a soccer match or something, yeah. I'm just saying, take 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 your wife on that summer vacation she's been wanting to go on for 48 years there, right. Bob, okay? Your wife's been patient. And wives, wives are, baseball, sports wives are extremely patient, especially baseball because you get the summer. Like, baseball, baseball wives miss the summer. 
And, you know, once you retire, it's like all the, you realize that the summer's expensive as all crap. So um, I, I could see both sides of it. I mean, I think Bob is still has years in wisdom, you know, in, in his body. Uh, he's still in great shape, looks in great shape. Um, I don't personally know how his health is, but, again, he looks in great shape. Um, I just think he's, he's really good for, for the team, for the guys. But if he decides that, you know what, I've had a lot of it, I've had enough of it, Oakland was completely different. You know what I mean? They, there's, not, there's not many expectations. There's not many fans. There's not a lot of a lot of There's not much of nothing there. Um, but in San Diego, you know, you come there and it's like, hey, let's go. And you got people over the dugout yelling at you too. If I didn't pay $1,500 a seat, let's go. I need to win. And, you know, you might be tired of it. Honestly, I mean, some people just get burnt out on it. And it takes time. There's a lot of guys you see stay around. You know, Jack McKeon stayed till he was 80, I believe. Like, sometimes it, your time comes up and you never know when. And maybe it's, it, maybe it's his time to go relax. That ever, He's been in baseball forever. That ever happened to you when you were playing, you know, a, a manager that you loved and, and unceremoniously maybe uh, canned at the end of the year? And, and I know, you know, you hear players say it all the time, AJ. They say... Man, that you know, this is on us. We didn't play good enough. We cost a man his job. That ever happened to you in your career? Hey, first off, I've learned. Hey, don't ever feel bad for the next person because uh, you gonna always need a job, and you you want to stay in this game as long as you can. Yep. And these jobs are incredibly hard to get, so it it happens. People gonna get fired. That's why you see coaches in they'll go to the they'll be in the organization. They'll get demoted from a major league coach and be the instructor in the minor leagues. Just to be in the organization, they don't care. Um, but it's, 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 that's a tough one because I just, I don't know. You know, I, I, I think Bob should be around. Um, but again, you know what? What about Fresh Blood? What about Flash? You know what I mean? What about doing something young, doing something exciting? You have a young team also. I know they're incredibly uh, rich. Players, yeah. But, you, but what about Flash? What about some a change? You know what I mean? Why not? Um, it, it's just so many options. Again, this, there's going to be a lot of conversations. Again, we talked about it. The big boys need to sit down with the ownership, with the with the top brass, and and see the direction of the team. Because and, the, and each at other. The end of the day, you, is that happen? You got guys there for nine years. Does it? Does that happen? Where like you you're playing with a bunch of guys, and maybe it did, you know, I know you guys have team meetings and things like that. But is there? Is that ever happened to you in your career where you say, "Hey, after the season, we're getting together. We're gonna go play eighteen holes. We're gonna go to the bar. We're gonna go to a restaurant. And we're gonna hash some of this crap out so that we're ready." We got three guys, maybe a fourth, in Juan Soto that yeah. are gonna be here for a decade. They gotta like, figure they it gotta out. Figure mm-hmm. it out. I don't, they need to go to Cancun or go see Adam Jones in Barcelona. You'll show them a good time and broker some peace or whatever. And not that there's a you know any any wars going on, but I do think it's important, man, that these guys do get on the same page no matter who's at the helm next year, man. You can't have this stuff, you know, every two months leaking out of the clubhouse. Nope. And um Manny is I think he's gonna have a surgery at again I believe at the end of the season. So that means his arm is gonna be in a swing for they gonna suggest he doesn't get on a plane for a couple weeks. That is the perfect time at his beautiful estate there, or go to wherever wherever else he has uh, residences, and relax. Get a nice, expensive bottle of whatever your choice is, 
and just talk about the season. Hash it out. We didn't do this. We didn't do that. We played bad. I, we, you know what I mean? And just be like, and, and, but, uh, get get the, the core that's going to be there for a while and talk it out. Go play around the golf and talk it out. A couple rounds. And Not just, Manny, though. Manny like, can watch. Talk Manny, it out. Manny can catch. Manny, Manny can watch. Drive the drive cart. Drive the cart. Drive the cart. Yeah. Have mix, fun. Mix cocktails. Yeah. Keep it low. Keep it low on the cocktails. Back nine. Have a little more fun. Set it front. <laughs> I played uh, golf with you. Day. Don't don't talk about keeping it low on the cocktails. I played golf with you. All right. I said the back nine, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you're the best, man. Before you go, speaking of golf, any uh, is there any players that you're like most interested in following when you get out to the Ryder Cup? Are you San Diego, Xander Shoffley, Ricky Fowler, Brooks Kepka? Are you like a Euro now? You're going to be yeah. You're are John you Rahm, Rory McIlroy over there. Well, I play with my Spanish friends today, and they're like, hey, if you're not rooting for uh, Europe, don't come back here. And I'm like, hey, no, you're crazy. I'm going for, I'm going for America. I'm, I'm excited to see everybody. It's hard to just say I want to see this person, that person. I know Homa. Um, but I want to see just how straight and how they escape and how they putt. Like, again, they, I know yeah. they all bomb it. Some guys bomb it more. But I just want to see and watch their precision on this damn short game that I'm having just a tremendous time trying to conquer, which everybody else does also. But I'm just, I just want to see when this competition is – everybody is just right over top of you. I'm gonna, I just want to see just this short game and how they, just how they play as a unit. And, it's remarkable. Uh, you know, just and enjoy the atmosphere. And I'm gonna be. I'm definitely gonna buy all the clothes. I'm. I'm gonna be one of those guys. Yeah, you have that guy. Outfit. The Ryder Cup towel, 100%. the hat, the shirt, 100%. the pullover. One hundred percent. Yeah, I made that yep. mistake. Merch at the, tent. I made that mistake at the U.S. <laughs> Open, and now I kind of feel like a dork with a U.S. Open uh, towel on my bag. <laughs> oh, did you play in the U.S. Open? Absolutely not. I'm a 15, so no, I did not. Well, I'm jealous. Uh, ha- have fun. We're gonna recap from you next week, but uh, root, root the U.S team onto a victory they haven't won on foreign soil in 30 years so they need your help out there adam good luck let's go usa there he is adam jones on our premier chevrolet of carlsbad fan hotline save money the right way with premier chevrolet of carlsbad visit them today in the carlsbad auto mall chevrolet finally roads i lit i am very jealous i mean i've always wanted to go to a Ryder cup but to go to one i mean in rome in italy i mean that's a now there's a destination for you you get the food you get the should be the nice weather right now. The greatest golfers in the world in a team competition with that environment. That you know, in Europe they are, pat- they I mean, are loud like, and passionate. It's the one tournament you actually can root against guys. And yeah, it's okay. Like boo the other team in golf. It's so it's so fun. Yeah, I mean the Ryder Cup is just electric, and I'm I'm gonna have to find a way to weasel in some viewer time this weekend. I want to get to some uh, some calls from Padres fans yeah. as we get here the final week of the season. Some thoughts on what. Adam just said, and more coming up next. 833 288 0973. Ben Woods on 97.3 The Fam. You're right.